Quiet on the set. Action. podcast, a game where we create a new movie based on a random prompt from the internet. Uh, I'm joined by three very talented movie people. Movie people? Yeah, who okay. have joined us today. Our writer is Kyle Decker, who is the red shirt wrangler on the new Star Trek movies. The BC Boys, all my idea. Mm. Our director, Jacob, Tim Burton's white hair dyer. Mm. And Becky, our producer, who was, who was the person who greenlit Firefly. Yes, yes. Thank you. And uh, so your random prompt from the internet, the theme of the story, weird revenge, the main characters, logical tomb robber, and contemplative grave robber. Ah, so two robbers here. Tomb robber and a grave robber aren't both the same thing. (laughs) I mean, it's it's, it's literally where you're located in the world, whether you're one or the other, but okay. (laughs) Technically, no, they're not. Oh. Uh, The start of the story, war. The end of the story, Repentance. All right, so I'm thinking I got this prompt. I'm doing a period piece. We're doing Indiana Jones, but not Indiana Jones. Our, uh, but we're going to put a twist on it. Both our main characters are going to be women, and they're going to be competing archaeologists from two different ones from Oxford and ones from another one of those British universities that's not Oxford. And they're both going to be on going down to Egypt. Get get this is set in the time period when like the British Museum just like stole things from countries that were their colonies and they didn't really care about the culture or anything. So these two women are gonna basically go into tombs and graves and rob artifacts. So their museum at their respective university works the best. They both have different methods. We have your logical tomb robber who mostly spends most of her time. We'll call her uh, uh, Guinevere. Because, you know, the British like their King arthur names. So Guinevere, the logical tomb robber, she's all about using math and flowcharts. And she hires the local populace and has like this train of trucks and everything. You know, and she's very methodical and by the book with everything. And she just rips all the archaeological stuff out of the tombs without doing much damage. And then sends it all. Sometimes she like takes apart whole tombs and sends them back. And then you have your contemplative grave robber and she's a little weirder she trains squirrels to go in tight places of the tombs and rob the artifacts mostly small ones gems and everything but because squirrels can squeeze into tight places and everything and hold a bunch of stuff in their cheeks i think that's squirrels anyway she's able to get beat the uh guinevere we'll call her uh cynthia cynthia is able to beat guinevere to the punch on a lot of things but it turns out that Cynthia is actually working for the resistance of the Egyptian government because I think there was like a revolt in Egypt in the 1940s. I don't know, the 1950s against England. Let's say 1920s. We got trained squirrels in this movie, so we don't really need to worry about too much historical accuracy. We'll make this like weirder than whatever history. So she's actually doing it to, to save artifacts from the British. She's secretly working for the Egyptian people. And this starts ignites a war between Egypt and Great Britain 
with these two archaeologists kind of being just the instigators of it all. And after the big battle blows up the pyramids of Giza, they realize that they just ruined a whole bunch of history. So they, they make peace and repentance. And this is the movie on how Egypt got its freedom from Great Britain. And I'm going to call this movie Squirrels for Peace. All right. So, Jacob, you have gotten the script for Squirrels for Peace. Uh, where are you going to take this from here? Oh, man. Probably to a dumpster fire. I, no, we got some, we got some good ideas. You don't see flowing. my vision. <laughs> we got some good ideas flowing here. I, uh, yeah, I think, I think we can, we can make a movie out of this. I think we, if we're going to go Indiana Jones style, we, we can do that. I, I think it would be great to get somebody really good to do the cinematography for this movie because that will help us pull in everything that we, we need to to make it visually interesting. I'm going to try and get Roger Deakins, if I can. Pretty famous cinematographer. Really good work. If I can't get him, I'll see if Alan Davio is still alive. He's done a lot of good work. I think we also need to sell these characters a little bit. We need to you know, create some create some characters that have good emotional depth. We can't just have somebody like doing goofy squirrel stuff. Uh, we need to create somebody that people They're empathize with. trained assassin squirrels. They're not goofy at all. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, sure. So our our main lead, we're gonna do. Let's get let's get a British actress who can really do the whole like stiff British character pretty well. Uh, we're gonna get Kate Beckinsale, kind of contrast her and the secondary character. Um, get somebody really really new, really fresh and hot. We'll do Kate McKinnon right straight off of Ghostbusters. Just hire her the instant that that she became popular, which was right then and there. Get her into this movie, and we can use we can use her. She'll do kind of the goofy stuff more. I want to examine their, you know, relationship a little bit more and see if we can't get them to, you know, kind of compare their lives, compare the things that they've done in the face of this war so we can't tell, get people to care about these characters. Because, yes, we want to see cool war. Yes, we want to see, you know, weird squirrel stuff, whatever. But we also want to make sure that these characters are people that we empathize with and we, you know, can see ourselves in their shoes. And, unfortunately, squirrel stuff doesn't really do that for most people. So I think it's going to be... Uh, a little bit more on the like go a little bit towards more like you know the contrast the two lives almost like a, a buddy comedy except we don't really want the comedy aspect as much we want it to be a little bit more in the historical historical drama area so we can get the the full intensity of the whole war area in there the other thing that I would like to do is make sure that our costumes are really interesting I think we're gonna hire somebody who has extensive uh, work in, in period stuff to get get some really interesting, unique, exciting costumes in there. Okay, and just to be clear, are you keeping saying you want to keep the squirrels or downplay them? Downplay. Okay. Yes, we're we're going to downplay the the squirrels. Uh, we do also need to change the title. I don't know what that's going to be yet, but uh, think about it. Well, we are moving on now to our producer. Uh, you have gotten this script for tentatively called. Squirrels for peace. Yep. Yes. So, what are your thoughts? Well, let's let's be real clear here. Uh, things I like: women in 
I like that. The women are really big right now. There's a really big market for, for movies with that are, have main cast with women. I know there's been a lot of backlash, but that gets the name out and that makes that makes the women want to go to the movies more. They want to go to them repeatedly so that the sales are better, so that they can prove to men that movies with women in them could do well. So I think, I think women is the way to go with this. However, I will have to say that uh, while Kate Beckinsale is a, is a, is a terrible human being and, uh, and, and, and I, I refuse to work with her, I do think that, that she is necessary for this film in the comparison to Kate McKinnon. I, I think it's kind of a, a, a night and day sort of uh, okay. difference. But here's, here's, what I, here's, what I, here's what I don't like. We, we are doing a period drama about the Egyptian resistance force, and we're not talking about the Egyptian resistance force. And I really think that this, this we need to make this a big budget film. They did Australia, let's do Egypt. Let's talk about this. This is this is our period piece. This is our this is our masterpiece of what we're going to do going forward. So, we're going to take what they did with Australia and yeah, we're going to focus on these two women, but I think also that it needs to be about them living in this place where all of this turmoil is going on. So, really, if we're going to change the title and we're going to focus around, it needs to just be called Egypt and really focus on on the resistance part of this. I also, uh, I, what I really do like is, is the buddy in arms sort of style of not quite a comedy, but really banding together. And I'm saying that it's time for there to be a lesbian uh, couple as the main character on the screen. I think that's incredibly important right now. Like I said, women are in. So uh, I think for as far as uh, as far as budget goes, I think let's make this big. Let's let's blow this one out of the park. Let's make this our masterpiece. And I really think that we could do a really big blockbuster with this. So I, I'm gonna I'll start you off at 100 million, and we'll see where it goes from there. All right, Kyle, your script has gone through some changes. Um, some things have stayed the same. So what are your thoughts here? Well, I just wanted to see a CGI squirrel climbing the pyramids. But I guess dreams can't happen in Hollywood and just come here to die. So guess we'll make Egypt a boring period piece. I mean, I guess it has to be set in the 40s and 50s. I know it was back before in the year. Actually, you know, spent three minutes on Wikipedia and discovered the, the Egyptian Revolution happened in the 1950s. So it'll be right after World War II. We can have some cool, like, hats on people and things, I guess. That's fine with me. I'm really just depressed. Like, we're gonna need to blow up the pyramids still, which didn't happen, but we'll, we'll take liberties in history. Listen, post-Nazi is in right now. Sure. Um, as long as we blow up the pyramids, that will make me a little happier. The casting choices are fine. Kate McKinnon's great. I, I would like to see her actually be able to do some comedy. And I think squirrels would have enabled her. She could have been like a crazy squirrel lady in a lab full of a bunch of trained squirrels. Well, there still are squirrels. They've just been downplayed. So they're well, well tactically but, placed. But sure, but you could just, Kate McKinnon could have like a whole bunch of squirrels in like costumes. And she could have like improv all their names and stuff. Could have been comedy gold. But no, we got downplayed the squirrels. Call the movie Egypt. I don't know. I'm just really depressed right now. I think I'm going to stop going to my AA meetings and just kind of deal with this my own way. Um, so yeah, you guys can do whatever you want with the movie. Listen, if you need a sponsor, I know a guy. All right, so Jacob, the writer has given you some notes expressing his displeasure and the script back. They're written on the back of a total wine receipt. So what are you gonna do now? I think first thing off, we're gonna change the title. 
let's let's do something just kind of like not necessarily like a boring title, but something in more veins of like you know Australia. Let's do something like you know Sands of Egypt or something like that, where it's it's got a little bit of like the flavor of the the place that it's set in, but it's not too like over the top wacky kooky stuff. I I do think we could see more of like the Egyptian resistance or the you know the the revolutionaries. I think that'd be interesting. I don't offhand know any Egyptian actors. Although I'm sure we can cast somebody local for that. Uh, if we want to do a little bit of like the comedy stuff, I think we could get somebody like, you know, a Maz Jabrani or an Asif Manvi type character. Those guys are, are pretty funny and they can do serious pretty well in addition. So we could have, you know, a little bit of like play there. Maybe we could do like a love triangle thing between one of them and then Kate McKinnon and Kate Beckinsale. That could be kind of cool have a little bit of a love triangle thing. I think we should also, you know, make this a little bit more in the realm of political thinky type movie um, with like big sweeping stuff. So I think we can get more of the aspects of like politics of what's happening, you know, talk with the, have a meet with like Egyptian locals and whatnot, and then have, you know, kind of like introspective moments where they, they figure out, you know, how do we feel about this? Are we doing good things? Are we doing bad things? What's the right goal here? What's the, the ultimate end thing? We can tell lots of different little sub-stories in the the face of a really big story. I think that will be interesting. That will be something that will pull in the, the people who don't want to go necessarily see any movie, you know, every movie that, you know, just is just all explosions and all that kind of stuff. That's not to say we don't have any action. We do have a little bit of action. This falls kind of more in, like, what's that movie with Viggo Mortensen and the horse? Zeebiscuit? No. War Horse? <laughs> no. Oh, this Lord of the Rings? Hidalgo. Like it's kind of in the Hidalgo love. area. It's not... I didn't think about Lord of the Rings. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> we're going to do... Yeah, we'll do something kind of in like the Hidalgo area where it's got a little bit of action, it's got a little bit of romance, it's got a little bit of you know political mystery and intrigue. I think that will work pretty well. And if we get some great, beautiful shots of Egypt or you know any other place that we can double for Egypt... I think this movie is just going to look amazing. It's something that will be remembered for ages. All right. And now, Mr. Producer, any changes before we see what happens to it? There's just one thing that I have to say. While you all were talking, because you were very long-winded and went on for a very long time and whined a quite a bit, what I will have to say is that epic sagas based on countries are out now. They're out. So we're going to have to change this title again. Instead of Sands of Egypt, we're going to go Sands of Cairo. Let's make it about a city. Let's make it, let's focus on a city. So let's, we're going to, we're going to change that around. As far as the, uh, the Hidalgo sort of direction. Okay. Let's see what we can do with that. I, I think that that might be sort of an understated way to go, but unfortunately I don't feel like necessarily two women are going to be able to pull that off. So I'm thinking maybe we might need to think about bringing in a man because, you know, let's be honest, women and men go together. I think what's important here, though, is that the the story between the two main characters really, really flows. And obviously there needs to be a love scene. Obviously there needs to be there needs to be romance and a much and uh, and, and this resistance has torn these people asunder. And, and let's focus on let's focus on lost love. Let's focus on that's You know, lost love is really, really in right now. So I think those are the things that we should really focus on. Uh, who, who are you bringing in for this man? 
Uh, you know, are you I, replacing Kate Beckinsale or are you replacing Kate oh, McKinnon? Oh, that's such, that's such a, I mean, I feel like, I feel like maybe what we should do is let's keep Kate McKinnon, but let's dress her up like a man and, and okay. let's, and she will play a male character. Um, I really feel like she has the range to pull that off. I don't feel like we, we need to necessarily pull Kate out of the project. I think we just really need to masculinize her. Okay. Transgender is so in right now. Okay, hold on a sec. <laughs> so, oh, this one doesn't break the machine. <laughs> I will take uh, these notes and put it into our highly futuristic, highly miraculistic movie machine. And uh, so, so interesting good and bad news. Most of it's not your fault, but so first off, so marketing panicked a bit when they got this movie. Because, you know, you said you wrote it and directed it for the thinking crowd, and they don't think that those people watch movies. So, I just said bring in more of that audience. I didn't say it right, was but, for that crowd. Right, but um, kind of the way it was. So they did try to play up some of like the squirrel scenes a little bit uh, and some of the action scenes. Because uh, they know what's hot. But Squirrels. Un- unfortunately, that's hot right now. And kind of brought in the wrong audience for that. Sorry. However, none of that was important because of the controversy that came completely overshadowed that. So some people on social media, Tumblr, took issue with the historical inaccuracies of the film, started a hashtag not my Cairo. So uh, that kind of spread around. However, there was a counter social media thing that praised it for its trans acceptance. However, there was then a counter counter to that when it turns out that the producers more or less did that just because she didn't want a lesbian in the movie. So it... It's, it's really mixed right now, but the point is that people are talking about the movie online, um, so people are just seeing it to figure out what the heck's going on. So the movie still doesn't necessarily make its money back, unfortunately, but it continues debate for longer than after the movie like has been forgotten. People just continuing to talk about, like, and then there's the camp that say, like, you know, this was a brilliant movie and you just didn't understand it because they marketed badly, and it's just lives on in this what could have been sort of scenario. So with that in mind, would there be any changes you'd like to make? Anything? Yeah, I'm no. I'm I'm a little upset that my initial vision got muddled and of course marketing really cued in on what the meat and potatoes of this movie was and that was the squirrels. I'm in a man of my contract and I'm credited as the writer as JT Squirrel. That's gonna be my new pseudonym. And then I'm going to make sure my collection of taxidermic squirrels in various sports activity poses is on someone's desk in the background shot in the movie. I'll just, I'll bribe like the line producer to wheel in the collection. I'll already have it in a diorama. It'll fit right in. No one will notice, but I'll just make sure to get in a couple shots that way because people love the squirrel stuff. Well, actually that was the issue that they marketed and people didn't like the squirrels. This because there wasn't enough of them. I'm solving oh. this problem. Okay. So I'm going to write more squirrel scenes in. Like, Kate McKinnon is going to have a pet squirrel named Steven, who she's going to keep in her pocket all the time, and he's going to, like, feed food to Kate Beckinsale and unlock doors for them and turn on the light when she needs to write her papers and everything and, like... Give them warning screeches when the artillery from, like, the rebels is coming in, the resistance. So that's the changes I make. I just ramp up the squirrel stuff as much as I can, fight for it, change my pseudonym to JT Squirrel in the script. Because I think, I mean, the thing that hurt this movie is we didn't go full bore on the squirrel stuff. And that's how we fix it. 
Okay. All squirrels all the time. Rodents for life. I remember similar happening on uh, Kangaroo Jack. Now, um, that's Jacob, a great movie. What are you? you so the first do? thing I want to do is cut out all the squirrel scenes. <laughs> I think that will you know respond to criticisms accurately, and I will I will mail Kyle or whatever he's calling himself these days. He keeps changing it. Uh, you know, uh, a copy of the film with with the squirrel stuff in it just to make him happy. <laughs> Uh, and well, as well as a little brass nameplate that says, what was it? JT Squirrel. Yeah, it's going to be a brass nameplate. Uh, and then on the back... I cannot be bought so cheaply, sir. Well, it's it's not that. And then on the, the back of the nameplate, like, under where it's screwed in, I'm just going to, like, stamp in Squirrel Fetishist. It's going to be great. So it'll be a little funny joke for when somebody finds that later. Anyway, the other thing that I think we can do to fix some of like the historical inaccuracy stuff, I had a great idea for this. We're going to bring this in uh, almost like a sort of like a, a framework story, the stuff where we need to like explain things quicker or more like in depth. We're going to have a historian character who like shows up every once in a while, particularly at the beginning and the end of the film. Uh, we're going to have him played by Michael Caine. So we'll film a couple of scenes with Michael Caine, and then we'll have him narrate through the rest of the movie. So he can say stuff like, you know, well, this particular thing wasn't happening everywhere, but it did happen in this particular area. Or, you know, explain this is the historical connotation for this thing. So we can address some of those issues, kind of nip that issue in the bud, and, you know, make those little changes before we get that last edit out the door and into the theater. And then... I like the the Kate McKinnon and Kate Beckinsale, you know, romance. Whatever, it, it does not matter to me what gender either of them are. It's a romance story about two people. I will publicly, you know, put that out on Twitter and say, you know, love is love. Whatever gender they are does not matter to me one bit. If they love each other, then that's beautiful, and we should support that. All right. And uh, our producer. What is the love of squirrels? Listen, 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 I don't know how to tell you this, but squirrels are out now. Squirrels are out. Listen to me. I know these things. Let it go. Kyle, put down that gun. I said between people. Squirrels are not people. They're rodents. Listen, there is... there. You haven't met the same squirrels I've met then. Listen, can, can I finish? Can I finish? Thank you. So what I think has gotten on here, I think bringing Michael Caine as narrator is a perfect idea. Every, I mean, ever since Batman, Michael Caine has been super in, so I, I agree with that. But I think it's, I think as far as the controversy goes, I just think the studio just needs to release a statement saying that it had nothing to do with gender, but that Kate McKinnon has the ability to play any which way you need her to. And I think that is what the real message is, is that Kate McKinnon is Talented. Kate McKinnon is so in right now. I think it's a very easy fix. I think it is just simply you put out and and, and enough with this controversy and enough with, with oh, oh, we we wanted her to be a man. That you know what? Kate McKinnon can play a man, she could be a man. That's all there is to it. Alright. So your movie, the marketing has no choice now but to market it towards Oscar bait. And uh, you were able to get in you're able to get into the category where you get snubbed at the Oscars. So everyone's pissed off that you didn't get in the Oscars. So step up. Nice. Do we make our money back? Yeah. Yes. Eventually. Oh. Like it takes like You can buy years. yourself a house full of squirrels, Kyle. Yeah, but at what and then cost? Not, not like, tell us. Not tell listen, any of us listen, what you the do same with thing it. happened to me on Firefly. It'll it, it it'll it'll pay out in the end. My integrity and my love of squirrels for what? An Oscar nomination? That seems shallow. 
Like, I should have just seen my dream. I'm I'm going to see if Kate McKinnon wants to do an improv comedy movie with nothing with squirrels. She probably does. They are looking so. for new Elvin and Chipmunk reboots. The, the chipmunk's not a squirrel. That's racist. Sorry. You're, not, not my you're chipmunk. A squirrel, you're a squirrel racist, sir. All right. I don't know how to explain this to you. Rodents are out. Just listen to me. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to cut this short because this is going to get violent. So we're going to end this with a quote from our patron saint, Guy Fieri. Oh, God, it hurts all the way through. I, I think he was actually in pain when that happened. Uh, bye.